0: crazy I'm Peter. And I'm Felice. Welcome to our travel podcast. We're specialist travel writers and we've spent half a lifetime exploring every corner of the world. So we want to
1: share with you some of our extraordinary experiences and the amazing people we've met along the way.
0: Everyone should be able to drink safely. And we're not talking here about beer, wine, margaritas, mojitos or whatever's your favourite tipple. We're talking about Adam's Ale, good old H2O. Back in 2002, the United Nations adopted water as a basic human right. But sadly, the fact is that millions still don't have easy access to clean drinking water. Anyone who's a world traveller, be they backpacker or five-star hotel guest, will know the debilitating consequences. Delhi Belly, Montezuma's Revenge, or in more extreme cases, dysentery, typhus, and all kinds of other horrible life-threatening diseases that are waterborne.
1: So imagine if someone were to invent a handy water bottle, filtering out all these horrors and much more. Imagine if you could fill your bottle from the most polluted stretch of the Ganges in India, or even from the bowl of a public loo in Shanghai or Nairobi, or London or New York for that matter, and then instantly turn the disgusting contents into safe,
0: odour-free H2O. Amazingly, this is no pipe dream. Such high-tech bottles with a triple-action filter are manufactured by a British company called water to go They've been tried and tested in all those places and more by grateful travellers around the globe over the past 10 years. So we went along to meet founder Dave Shanks, whose HQ is a farmyard in rural Hertfordshire, 30 miles north of London. Incidentally, the tap water around here is loaded with chlorine, and Dave won't touch it unless he's filtered it first. Stay with us and we'll shortly give you a 15% discount code for buying your own water-to-go bottle.
1: Dave, welcome to our travel podcast. You invented something quite remarkable, potentially life-changing for millions of people around the world. So how did water-to-go first come about?
2: Well, I was in the garment business. I used to travel the world, travelling to India, China... Hong Kong, Indonesia, Mauritius, for manufacturing of textile. So we used to have our own fashion labels, but we also used to supply a lot of the high street. And being fairly well known in the business, quite a few retailers would ask me to vet factories and check out on what I thought, how they were performing, how eco-friendly they were, the, the, the manufacturing environment. And uh, one particular trip, I went via India to China. And I I don't know what particularly twigged that particular trip, but just everywhere I was looking, all the factories, was just loads and loads of single-use plastic water bottles. The first thing you do when you go into a factory in China, they give you half a dozen bottles of water to make sure you're hydrated. It's almost like a respect thing. And I just basically saw that none of this was being recycled. I then went down to Indonesia, where the situation was even worse. And my last stop on the trip was Mauritius, and I had to vet a knitwear factory for a high street retailer here in the UK. And that particular factory was just the, 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 the straw that broke the camel's back, really. Um, 600 machinists on the on the uh, factory floor at a time each shift getting a, a third of a liter uh, single-use plastic water bottle uh, all with the factory's branding he thought he was doing a really good job so all of the girls were hydrated it was a f- completely female run factory which for the client i was working with was a very very positive thing but at the end of the day when we did an audit of what they're doing with the discarded dyeing waters from dyeing knitwear. Uh, We went to the back of the factory, and it was a great big lake of effluent, absolutely rank. Uh, All of the dye stuff was just poured into this great big lake at the back. And all of the single-use plastic water bottles were dumped in the same lake. Not quite sure what one person can do. But i thought, you know, give it, give it my best shot. Went back to the hotel bar that evening, sitting having a, having a drink, traveling on my own, and I asked the barman for a, a gin and tonic and a glass of water. And um, he said, "What's the water for?" And I said, "For drinking." So I am "Sorry, you, you can't have it for drinking. It's not filtered." So at that stage, I realised it was not only the single-use plastic water bottles that were the problem, but also. It's the whole question about access to and the quality of the drinking water you actually can put into the bottle in the first place. So um, spend a lot of time researching new types of plastic because ultimately I'm one of the few people on the planet that actually thinks plastic is good. It's lightweight, it's durable, and if we treated it with uh, respect, you know, we, we can use plastic to our benefit. And we did a lot of research and found that in the States they were developing all of these BPA-free, reusable, recyclable plastics. And then we started doing work on filters. And we came up with the concept of a multi-layer filter, which would do more than one job. And basically found that NASA uh, had charged some American professors and um, uh, scientists to develop something um, which could do the job of a domestic filter like your Brita at home, making the water taste and smell better, an industrial filter which would remove chemicals uh, and things like pesticides and what are out to the water, and an outdoor filter which was challenged to try and take out microbiological contaminant. And we heard about that technology. We took the base concept of that and have developed it to the filter we have at the moment, which basically does all those three jobs and even takes out viruses out of the water. Can you filter out coronavirus? Coronavirus isn't actually somewhat waterborne as such. It's in the droplets. If it was in... A glass of water, yes, we would. I mean, we filter out typhus, cholera, hepatitis out of the water. London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine had us filtering uh, over 99.9% of polio virus, which at the time was the smallest virus known to man. So, you know, we, we can filter out viruses. We've been very careful not to play on. I would hate anybody to think that we were capitalising on the, the, the pandemic but yes we, we we do filter out viruses.
1: So basically you can fill up the bottle in a river or a pond or anywhere?
2: Yeah literally anywhere the only thing our filters can't filter is salt water um, but you can take water from any non-salt water source we've got people who've drank directly out of the Ganges one of our Really famous ambassadors, Ash Dykes, first human to walk the entire length of the Yangtze River in China, drew water out of the Yangtze all the way down, and even when he was in Shanghai. We've had people in Lombok after, after the earthquakes, drinking water from puddles. Um, yeah, you can take any water at all, any tap, any, any standpipe, any river, any uh, stream, there is, I think it's still up on YouTube, a video of me picking up water from a puddle on St Albans High Street. So, you know, <laughs>
0: That's clear. And enough. it
2: works. It works. <laughs> I, got a, I got in trouble with the policeman for, for creating a little bit of a traffic jam because all the police, all the cars were stopping looking at me. But um, <laughs> apart from that, you know, it did work.
1: So What if the water's got dye in it, like you mentioned, the factory you went to?
2: Yeah, I mean, basically, we, we take out all chemical um, types as well. So, I mean, it'll take out the worst things are fecal coliforms, you know, um, human debris. We'll take out all of that. The normal question is do your filters filter pee? Yes, we do. Well, I wouldn't recommend it. And we'll take out fecal coliforms, it'll take out heavy metals. Things like uh, iron and lead out of the water, it took chlorine, fluoride. We took raw well water directly from a village well in India. And we um, there we took out things like naturally occurring arsenic to over 92%. And there isn't a handheld filter on the planet that does better than that. Uh, we take out, Ian, both of them use the bottles in Sri Lanka. On his, you did a walk to highlight the plight of issues with cadmium, naturally occurring cadmium in the tap water out there. So a lot of the school-aged children have got stomach ulcers as a result of the cadmium. We take out cadmium. So it's, it's, you know, it's it's fantastic technology. Uh, How do
1: you know, how long will a filter last for?
2: Well, we have, at the moment, we have two different sizes of bottles. Uh, We've got a uh, 50-cent litre bottle, which has a 130-litre filter. And we've got a 75-cent litre bottle, two versions of that, which have 200-litre filters. But what we do, I mentioned earlier that some people like Britta simply improve the taste and smell of the water Well, we've taken that one step further. That's done by putting activated carbon into the the filter. And basically activated carbon will improve the taste and smell. And in most carbon block filters, where the, the carbon is actually melted into or melted or bubbled into a block, a lot of the actual surface of that filter is only the glue that holds the carbon together. In our filter... The carbon is loose, the activated carbon is loose within the membrane, so it's 100% efficient. So we'll do a much, much better job of taking out the chlorine and fluoride and improving the taste and smell. But we program into the filter just enough carbon, for example, on the large filter, the 200 liters, to last the 200 liters. Although the other two technologies, there are three technologies in the filter, The other two technologies do the really heavy work and take out chemicals and the the viruses and bacteria and whatever. They will protect you up to about 225, 230 litres. At the end of 200 litres, the activated carbon, as your Brita filter at home does, starts to lose its strength. And as it does so, the water will start to taste and smell as if it's not being filtered. So that's your sensory prompt, if you like. Not really dissimilar from what you do with, with the milk before you put it into a cup of tea, you taste or smell it. And if at any stage the water tastes or smells in any way odd, that's when you change your filter. In an hour, on the small filter, it's about 130 litres. On the big filter, 200 litres. So the filter itself will tell you when you need to change it. That's pretty remarkable.
1: So are you likely to make a bigger one that people can have, you know, in their household?
2: My immediate response to that is, is a big smile because that was very much on the, um, the drawing table pre-COVID. Um, we we're actually working at the moment on a three and a half litre tabletop jug, which will not only do for the, the household market, but for camping and caravaning as well. And obviously, when we do start to travel again, it will work for the markets further afield as well. So, if you're going on safari, one of the big problems there with the lodges is people distrust the quality of water. Some of the nicer ones, you don't want to have big bottles on on the table. So, we're looking at that market. <laughs>
0: OK, so here's a great special offer for all of our listeners at Action Pack who are buying Water To Go bottles online. When you go to checkout on either of these two websites, water gousa.com or water go.eu, just add our special code AP15, Action Pack 15, into the box marked coupon, and you'll get 15% off the total of whatever you spend. Either of the websites, I'll say them again, watertogousa.com and watertogo.eu That's for anyone living in the USA, UK and elsewhere in Europe. Remember the code AP15. The company's catchphrase is making dirty water drinkable and these bottles do just that.
1: I wondered if you knew how many plastic bottles people threw away. Is there a known sort of figure?
2: Um, well, well I, I can't answer that directly, but we know that if one of our filters, the larger filter, would replace 400 standard 50-cent bottles, the, the, the Evion, Vitel that type of size, and given the fact we've been in business for 10 years, we estimate, and you can't always guarantee that every filter purchase is used for the full duration and not quite sure about repeats, but we we have saved over a million bottles now, uh, single-use plastic water bottles, just based on the number of filters we've sold. Are you the
0: only company who's produced this?
2: To be honest, Peter, there are competitors in the marketplace now. When I first set the business up, what I wanted to do was to make our technology accessible. So it's still under 30 pounds retail for the large bottles and 15 pounds retail for the smaller bottles. There's nobody offers one, a technology like ours. We are head and shoulders above in terms of filtration compared to the competition. And nobody delivers a price per liter. So, for example, if you're buying um, a a repeat filter off us or off a uh, retailer, to get a a, a filter, they work out at £10 each. So for 200 litres, it works out at 5 pence per litre.
1: So, Dave, what is it actually, intact water, somewhere like the UK or the USA, that needs filtering out?
2: Okay, well, basically, it depends on your taste. Both markets, UK and the USA, have chlorine in the water. I live in Hertfordshire, and about once every two or three weeks, the water will come through the tap in the house, uh, a milky white, and that's because they've loaded the the, uh, tap water with chlorine to kill off any bugs or if there's been an outbreak of bugs. Fluoride is another one in specific parts of of the UK. West Midlands, and Wales in particular, have very, very heavy, heavily uh, fluoridated water. In addition to that, there are trace elements like lead and iron in the water, and some people don't like those. So, and then there is simply the question of taste, how the water tastes when it comes out of the tap. You probably tell from my accent, I'm, I'm originally from the northeast, and I remember water coming out of the tap and tasting fantastic. If a little sort of like, uh, irony, but if the tap water in, in Hertfordshire I just basically won't drink, taste, I can taste the chemicals. And actually once you've drank water using a water bottle with the filter and then you go back to non-filtered water, you can taste the chemicals in it. It's it's it's, re- it's really that obvious. I mean, we're, we're blessed, I must admit. We're blessed in most of Europe with reasonable tap water, but there again, you know, there, there are outbreaks, there are chemicals in there which people dislike and, and that's when we use the uh, filter to, to filter your tap water.
0: Now you've started the company 10 years ago and you've grown and grown and grown. How many countries are you in now?
2: Uh, we're actually f- uh, physically represented with distributors in 54 countries. And that covers all of Europe with the exception of Finland and the Baltic States. We are quite strong now in China. There's a big market turning on to both aspects of our business, the actual filtering and making safe of tap water. But the second strain is obviously the environment and saving the environment, stopping single-use plastic water bottles and all the impact with pollution. And that is, believe it or not, growing in relevance in China. So we're in China, Macau, Taiwan and Hong Kong now. And just pre-COVID, we launched in USA, Canada, relaunched in Mexico. And then we've also launched in Australia and New Zealand. So from a very humble beginnings and um, a small start, I've got a good covering across the world. I would like to do more specifically in the developing market, but that's part and parcel of the, the long-term goal of the business to, to be able to make our technology more accessible.
0: I mean, if you said everyone has the right to uh, have clean water. Eh? You seem to be the answer to this. In remote corners of Africa, say, in India, you can actually produce clean water quite simply and quite cheaply.
2: Yeah, we can, Peter. I mean, you know, when we spoke earlier and we said about 5p a litre, even that in certain circumstances, the price of the bottle is prohibitive. So the mission statement of the business is basically get our technology into the hands of the people who need it on a day-to-day basis. And the way we do that is twofold. One, we'll create a good commercial platform in the developed world which will get us up to critical mass in terms of manufacturing. We manufacture all of our own filters to secret recipes, but we make our own filters. And the more we can make, obviously, the more efficient we become and the, the better the prices become. And that will help in one respect. But we, when we look at the developing world, places like the Indian subcontinent, huge swathes of Africa and Latin America, we're looking for partners there who will we will, with the right partner, give them the manufacturing rights to the bottle and to the silicon branding and to the packaging. That should make them eligible for tax break for local job creation. And by then simply shipping the technology, which is the lid and the filter of which we can ship Okay, a damn sight more quantity-wise and the same size of carton as we can do shipping bottles around the world, that will mean freight is much cheaper per unit, import duties reduce, and that should give us a far more competitively priced product to get it into the hands of the people who need it. And in a lot of cases, that will be via governments, NGOs and charities. We know that. We're already working with the UN. Um, a lot of their peacekeepers are using the bottles. In fact, two new sets of peacekeepers are going out this month on new uh, mission statements. But the difficulty with that is that obviously people see them using the bottles and having this clean, safe drinking water. We do do a lot of work with charities like Just a Drop as well supporting them to make sure that they're putting in larger-scale water filtration programmes, um, and that's a keen thing that we were involved in. The The mission statement is basically, as I say, to get the technology to the people who need it on a day-to-day basis. We're 10 years down that road. It's still a long way to go, and hence my concentration on launching the product into new uh, marketplaces, because that will give us that critical commercial foundation and platform to build a business and be able to do what we want to do long term.
0: So where do you see water to go in, say, five years' time?
2: I would like to see water to go in five years' time with a large investor party uh, coming in to really make this a global brand. What I can do with my own purse strings and persuading friends, family and fools to uh, come in and support us. Now, we've we've got a very, very tight community of people who've supported the brand so far. Uh, There is a limit to what you can do as a private enterprise. And I would like one of the big international corporations or, you know, like the Bill Gates or something like that, to, to look at the technology we've developed and come up with a 20-year plan. You know, we work in, in line with the UN um, sustainability goals. But, you know, we could really do with a major, major partner coming in to help us grow the brand. I'm sure you'll find one. We hope so. It's always difficult, for Felice, because when you look at it from a perspective of this has been very much, you know, my baby type thing and we're growing and we've got some really keen people, the new team in the States, the team in Oceania, Australia, New Zealand, the guys in China, they're really, really pushing us forward at a pace. Demand for different types of product, demand for bigger upscaling products to tackle different things. And there's a limit to which I can respond to that, given the financial constraints of being a small business. But,
0: so how many bottles are you manufacturing per year?
2: To give you an idea, last year we were probably in the region of a quarter of a million, I would say. But you know, that's where I say we need to grow the business. I'm not hungry to be a millionaire or anything like that. I'm hungry to get this technology out. It's, it's that old Dragon's Den question mark. How much of the equity do you give away for, for, a, for an investment? And, and what can they bring to the table? But uh, when our, our podcast goes out to some
0: 49 different countries around the world, I'm sure there might be someone out there, some entrepreneur out there who says oh, somebody working for a, major corporation who says, this is extraordinary,
2: let's help. That would be super. The job's not done yet.
0: Well, we've known about it in, in our family for most of your nine years, I should think, because our children are uh, inveterate explorers and they wouldn't go anywhere without your bottles. So it's quite, quite nice to meet the man who's invented them.
2: Well, that's very nice of you. I mean, it was lovely to hear um, Holly, Holly Budge as well on one of your podcasts. And Holly's i I'm a great fan of Holly's. Um, She's one of our ambassadors, but um, she's a great speaker and a lady who never sits still. And she's the same. She doesn't go anywhere without a water to go (laughs) bottle. And I also listened to the um, sustainability lady, Francesca Kellett. That's interesting because that very much the sustainability and stopping the pollution is... um, is high up there as well. So, you know, um, I'm, I'm always glad to hear that people are sort of using the bottle and then come back and use it again because that, that helps. you know.
0: Absolutely. Dave Shanks, thank you very much indeed for appearing on our podcast today. And we wish you the very best of luck with Water To Go in the future.
2: It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much.
1: That's all for now. If you've enjoyed the show, please visit our website, actionpacktravel.com or you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Amazon or any of the many podcast platforms. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. We'd love you to sign up for our regular emails too at peter at actionpacktravel.com. And by the way, we just like to mention that if you take up our special offer to buy water-to-go bottles, we do earn a small commission. This helps with the production costs of the podcast. Until next week, stay safe. Music. the stone